Merry Christmas, and welcome to Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries, helping you attain, maintain, and regain spiritual momentum. During this Christmas season, Pastor Scott is asking our guests, what is your favorite Christmas gift? In addition, he will ask them to make a spiritual application from that gift. Let's join Pastor Scott and today's guest. Well, good morning and Merry Christmas. This is Pastor Scott, and thank you for tuning in to today's Casual Conversation. During the month of December, we have been talking about our favorite Christmas gifts and, and how there's a spiritual lesson in each one of those gifts. And uh, we have a special guest on with us today, Sama Gilliland. Good morning, Sama. Good morning. Did I say Gilliland right? <laughs> yeah, I had to teach Keith how to say it. He used to pronounce it Gilliland. And so I had a training to say Gilliland. Gilliland. <laughs> so I kind of changed his name. <laughs> you did. Good for you. You changed a lot about that boy, and I'm grateful for that. <laughs> Just full disclosure here, um, uh, Sam and I have been friends since Mount Vernon Nazarene College way back in the 70s when uh, her now husband, then uh, boyfriend, I guess you called it. I don't know what you guys were. Just crazy. But uh, he was my roommate in college, and uh, we just... Uh, formed a friendship that has lasted for yikes 45 50 years that's that's wow. hard hard to believe isn't it time it goes is. so fast i guess it wouldn't be 50 yet It'd be 45 years i don't want to make myself too old but we were talking a little bit uh, before we came on this this morning about how uh, keith was filling out his uh, social security application so would you do me a favor when you see him would you just tell him that he's old I'll tell him <laughs> Thank you. every chance I get. Well, uh, I do thank you for coming on today. And as I mentioned, Sam, you and I have known each other for a long time. We met at, at college, but uh, Sam, uh, going back on our, how we met or how we became friends, anything that you want to add to that? I just remember there was lots of fun and lots of laughter. Um, Anytime you're around Sama, there's laughter, I tell well, you. <laughs> it was certainly mutual. And you and Keith were always so compatible. And that was exciting because there wasn't like roommate drama or get me out of this place or anything <laughs> with you guys. And so it was always just, it was, it was a fun time together. And, you know, I just remember cafeteria things with you and Lana and <clears throat> Keith and me and just, just enjoying life. That was a fun day, fun time, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And I'm so grateful that uh, that you came along with the package with Keith. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Christmas and all. Yeah, Christmas and all. That's right. Um, well, um, I, I think we talked about a, uh, a gift that we kind of had in common. One of my favorite gifts I think I told you about was a cassette tape recorder. But you told me a story. And I want you to tell our listeners this morning or today about your cassette recorder that you got one Christmas. Oh, when I was in the third grade, I wanted a tape recorder. And uh, mom was kind of hesitant because you know how fickle kids are at Christmas. And so she said, well, you know, those are kind of expensive. So I'm just not sure we'll have to wait and see. And so I was kind of feeling like, oh, this is not going to happen. And then on Christmas morning under the tree, there's this box. And I thought, could it be the tape recorder? Maybe it is. I think it is. So I was just way too excited. And so I ripped the paper off this box and there on the front was a picture of a tape recorder. I was ecstatic. So I'm opening up the box and I'm pulling out chunks of white styrofoam. And I keep looking in the box and I'm shaking everything out. And um, I looked at mom and she said, 
well, honey, it's one of those cheap ones and you have to put it together. <laughs> so here's my brothers and I trying to take, fit these pieces of styrofoam together to make an electric tape recorder. <laughs> Meanwhile, mom's got the tape recorder running, listening to us as we're trying to put this <laughs> styrofoam tape recorder back together. And so I really don't have one additional memory of that tape recorder. You didn't save your mom's uh, recording? I when I think oh, about how much fun it would be to have that thing, but no, I have no way, no way yeah. where it is. I didn't do anything like mean that I recalled with the tape recorder or trapping anybody. You know, I don't remember any of that, but it was they a were a lot of, They were a lot of fun, weren't they? Yes. I was so excited to get mine. I was a little older, so I couldn't be fooled. I, <laughs> I knew that it, it better be a tape recorder. So, well, I appreciate you coming on to, to help me out, to help our listeners uh, celebrate uh, Christmas. But before I ask you about your favorite Christmas gift, why don't you just take a, a minute to uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? I am a middle school teacher for students with special needs. And before I had that challenging job, I had several others. Um, I taught middle school and high school in a juvenile prison. I was a pharmaceutical sales rep. I was a licensed nursing home administrator. That was my job right after we got out of college. So wait, wait a minute. Wait, selling pharmaceuticals. That, that's not what landed you in the juvenile prison, is it? No, <laughs> okay. I went there with an application in my hand. Okay. <laughs> not a sentence. An application I... <laughs> for early release. <laughs> I'm sorry, because... I interrupted you. No, it's okay. But you know, it's funny how life goes. When I was uh, working in the nursing home, like that job after college, I was there for 17 years and I was in the same facility. And it's interesting that I would think, you know what, I'm just going to be here until I'm old. I'll just move from the office into a patient room. And that's kind of how I'll finish out my years. But, you know, the Lord had other plans. And so he opened up my mind and stretched me and took me to all kinds of interesting places after that. So it's it's been a fun a fun experience well tell me a little bit about um your faith journey that you've been on oh goodness my parents came to the lord when i was in the first grade and so i had this amazing model of jesus in my home and um they lived out their faith in a way that i mean you know if your kids see it and believe it you know, it's authentic. And that was all very good for me until my teen years when it wasn't as smooth for me. There was a lot of recommitments and I was afraid of hell. So, you know, that drove a lot of my decision-making in my faith journey. And uh, when I went to college is when I started to really feel secure that I was in a relationship with Jesus and uh, it's it's just been steady and growing since then. And I just thank God for his faithfulness all that time. And, and I know you have a heart to uh, to share the love of Christ. Um, uh, you tell you told me about an organization you work with that uh, that helps uh, ladies in a particular stage of life. Yes. Um, the group that I'm involved with is called Embrace Grace, and it's a national uh, group that's designed to minister to uh, single moms with surprise pregnancies. And um, the goal is to really help equip them emotionally and 
you know, practically with supplies and materials they need for a new baby. Um, but of course, the ultimate goal is to introduce them to Jesus. And that really has been a good a good way for me through all of the turmoil of the abortion argument and the controversies and all those things that I really don't have to stand on the corner with a megaphone to be against abortion, but I can do something practical that shows Jesus to these gals who need it at, at a time that may be the most um, fragile or, you know, the, the needs that they have are unlike any that they've ever experienced before. Mm-hmm. Well, Christmas has probably changed for you. Sam of the little girl, anxious to get a tape recorder to uh, Sam of the silver haired grandmother. How has Christmas changed? Oh, um, when I think about Christmas over the years, yeah, the, those, you know, bright eyed, you know, gullible, unsuspecting little kid um, years. And then things got a little shaky when I was in junior high, when I didn't think anybody knew anything but me. <laughs> and so, you know, I became a little skeptical at Christmas time, but it's just been fun over the years to just relax and enjoy love and giving and sharing and all those kind of things. And so now as a grandma, I'm telling you what, it is just pure delight. You know, oh my goodness. I tell Keith so often, we are rich and you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. You know, being surrounded with such blessings and people that we love and people who love us back. Oh my goodness. It really, really is a treasure. Good. Well, yeah. I want you then uh, take a minute besides the grandkids and besides the <laughs> tape recorder, what's your favorite Christmas gift? Hi, this is Amy. We at Momentum Ministries wish you a very Merry Christmas. Are you looking for a Christmas gift that will be enjoyed every day, all year long, and help you or a friend attain, maintain, and regain spiritual momentum? Visit our website at MomentumMinistries.org and order a copy of The Climb, a daily devotional created to help you engage with the Word of God daily. Order today to receive in time for Christmas. You know, this is really easy for me. Um, my favorite Christmas gift was a gift that I got from my dad several years before he passed away. And he surprised me with this jewelry box. And it's it's a beautiful wooden, like oak, light oak finish. Uh, probably about the size of a bread box, if anybody knows what that is anymore. And it's got five drawers in it. And dark lined with dark green felt there's a, a leather handle on the top and he's got these brass accents around with the drawer pulls are made of brass and it really is just a beautiful piece the reason that they, that thing is so special to me is because it came out of dad's machine shop and so when I was a teenager I worked in his machine shop that little toolbox sat on the counter and it kept little tools in it and little one-of-a-kind items and stuff but it was all dirty and grimy and it smelled like a machine shop you know oily and and uh you know handprints from all the years and so it sat there on his counter all that time and it was just 
an amazing thing to think that he took something that he really used. It was a practical item, but he saw a vision of it and he carried that through and put the time and the effort to change that into something beautiful. And it was for me. He did that so intentionally. And that was part of the reason why I love it so is because it was a part of him and who he was. And he transformed it into something that's beautiful for me that I get to see it every day and think of that preciousness. Sam, I think you know uh, what a sermon in a sack is. Would you tell our listeners what that is? Well, thankfully, I've never had to do this, but my understanding of a sermon in a sack is where um, it's a children's activity and you would give a, a child a sack and tell them to take it home and bring it back next week with something, anything inside. And so the idea is that when the, the teacher opens this sack, they're looking at something and it's their job now to create a spiritual lesson or make some kind of spiritual connection out of this item that's in the sack. And it, it kind of makes me break into a cold sweat thinking of it. It would be fun for kids, but pretty stressful for me, I think. <laughs> You're totally on the spot. Have you ever done a sermon in a sack? I, I saw it one time or maybe maybe a couple times and thought, that is so cool. I'm going to do that. I was uh -huh. on vacation and I saw somebody do it. I went back to my church and did it once. That was enough for me. Yeah. Were, were you pretty smooth with it? No, the stress level was up and I <laughs> I, I, I consider it was a failure probably. Oh. <laughs> I, I probably tried it more than once, but um, it is didn't Is it on become, YouTube anywhere? No, oh. <laughs> it did not become a part of my repertoire. So, and the children and the families and, and my church members are, are grateful for that. That's for sure. So, um, all right, well, let's make a sermon in a sack out of this jewelry box. Okay. What would be... Uh, what would be your sermon in a sack? Oh, goodness. It, I think this connection comes pretty easily to me because I was able to see the before and after of this jewelry box. And when I think about um, that box and how it smelled in the machine shop, and it was just grimy, fingerprinted, like dirty, this item... But my dad saw the vision of what that thing could be. And he sacrificed and worked to restore that thing into a thing of beauty. The connection for me when I think of that is how that represents God's plan for my life. When he saw me in my own filth and the, the grime that I was living in by choice, and yet he saw of what I could be, he reclaimed and restored and just showered me with his grace to the point where I became something beautiful in his eyes, in spite of what he pulled me out of. And so that's kind of an, an easy transition, I think, for me to have seen the grime and then to have seen the beauty after the person who saw the vision carried it out. Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. Oh, yes. Do you remember that hymn? I do. Or chorus, I guess it was from yeah. years ago. We were kids, right? Just babies in the yeah. nursery, probably. <laughs> probably. I don't know how we were memorized it so well. It's just two years we old. Just, we were brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, Sam, I do see the beauty of Jesus in you. And I, I thank God for that. I thank God that he took you from that a place of what you described as, mm-hmm. as a grime, I guess, mm-hmm. yeah. and made you into what you are today and, yeah. and is making you, you and Keith and, and uh, your kids and your grandkids. It, uh, mm-hmm. God has done a beautiful work in you. How about a scripture? Do you have a, a scripture you could share with us today? I do because of the, the, the dirty and the clean thing. It reminds me of uh, David when he was in such a mess um, after he'd committed adultery with Bathsheba, he had her husband killed. And when he began to understand that he needed God's mercy in Psalm 51, when he's praying his prayer confession, and particularly in verse seven, when he's saying, you know, cleanse me and I'll be whiter than snow. And I think, because I get to see both sides of that jewelry box and I, I know what that means. And so that scripture is, was pretty easy to come to to match my Mm. sermon in the sack. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, Sam, I do appreciate you uh, being on with us today, but before, before we go, would you mind having a prayer for our listeners today? Oh, I'd be happy to father. Thank you for my precious dad. And I thank you for this chance to share with all of the worldwide web. What a precious man how much he loved me, how much he loved you, and how really he demonstrated for me who you were. And he was consistent without without question. Um, he just, he followed you. And I'm just so thankful that the gift that he made for me is such a great symbol of how you planned for me to be whiter than snow and to be functional, and to be a thing of beauty for your kingdom, and just for your pleasure, and I thank you so much for that. Um, Father, I thank you for Scott and Lana, for their hearts, for their dedication to the Momentum Ministries. Um, Lord, would you just continue to give them the strength they need, and the insight as they follow your lead, in helping us to strive for the climb and to keep gaining ground. Um, Lord, during this Christmas season, would you help us to look around and to take note of the things of beauty around us and to recognize that every good and perfect gift is straight from you to us. And I thank you for all that. Thank you for your, um, your faithfulness to us. And may we be faithful to you and thankful to you at Christmas and always. And we pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Sam. Well, as we conclude today, I would remind you once again that a gift is given to be received, to be opened and enjoyed. And this Christmas season, receive Jesus Christ, open your heart to him and enjoy a full life of joy and peace through him. Well, that's it for today's casual conversation. I hope you'll join us next week. We're going to have Doug and Margaret Eaton on with us. They are missionaries in Swaziland, or Eswatini it's called now, and they run a great ministry called Haven of Hope, which is a, a refuge for uh, ladies and girls who are, uh, are trapped in abusive situations. Well, God bless you. Have a great day and have a Merry Christmas.
Thanks for joining us on Momentum Ministries Casual Conversations. Visit our website at MomentumMinistries.org. That's Momentum Ministries with two M's in the middle, dot O-R-G. Merry Christmas and have a great day. Thank you.